everybody! Welcome to my 2018 Halloween special. We're gonna get into some creepypastas and some Tales from the Crypt memories. But first, I realize I'm forgetting something. What am I forgetting? Candy. Can't have Halloween without candy. So I'm gonna go, there's this woman next door, I'm gonna go knock on her door since it's Halloween and get me some candy. I'll be right back. Alright, here. Here I am. I'm at the house. Here I go. Trick or treat! Oh my child! Why you're so scary! What are you? Um, I'm a podcaster. Oh my gosh, shit! That is so scary! Oh well, here's some candy! Oh, uh, thank you! Alright, here I got me some candy. Awesome. Alright, thank you! Happy Halloween! Bye! Have a good Halloween! That was weird. Alright, well I got my candy. So I got a little Reese's peanut butter cup and a little Kit Kat. So I hope you guys got your candy so we can get started on this. I'm going to start by reading a couple creepypastas, get us all in the mood for the Halloween season. This one's called Come Closer. I'd actually seen him on our way home from school. He looked dirty and disturbed and stared straight at us as our bus went by. We even made jokes about him, probably as our way of pretending we weren't afraid. He was incredibly out of place in our middle-class suburb, so his mere presence felt threatening, thus our panic when the three of us got up at our stop and saw him on the corner about to look in our direction. He was between us and our houses, and the bus had already pulled away, so we bolted for the bushes of a nearby yard. We weren't sure if he had seen us, but we peered through the leaves and saw him stalking our way, muttering randomly. Tim, my neighbor, insisted that he had seen a large knife in the man's ragged clothing. Danny, a kid I hardly knew, who had just moved into the neighborhood insisted that he was imagining it, that Tim's glasses must have reflected the sun wrong or something. Still, we were terrified, and the sidewalk was going to bring him right by us. It was Tim that broke and ran first, keeping low. I followed, my heart pounding, as we dove into the darkness underneath the porch of the unfamiliar house we'd been hiding near. As we squeezed our bodies against the dirt, the grimy wood pressed into our backs, barely giving us enough room to breathe. From our hiding place, we could see the disturbed man turn into the yard in front of us and begin searching around, hitting the bushes and muttering angrily. I realized then that Danny wasn't with us, but I hadn't seen where he'd gone. Tim had lost his glasses back at the bushes, and he just huddled in the shadows next to me in near-blind terror. We stayed there in silence, waiting. Every so often, whenever I almost thought it was safe to come out, footsteps would creep across the wooden porch above us. Tim almost sneezed once, but I covered his mouth and his nose in stark fear. We waited there so long that the tone of the sunlight began to change. We hadn't heard the man searching about in a while, and I was just getting ready to peek out when footsteps clattered and a thud hit the wood directly above us. A split second later, Danny's face appeared in front of us upside down and he looked at us through the lattice. A look of shock and surprise crossed his features at finally finding us. He whispered something, but I couldn't hear anything. He seemed to be saying, come closer. So I figured the horrible man was still around and we had to be quiet, and I inched forward. Danny's features grew fearful, and he kept indicating something above us. Strangely, I still couldn't hear him. His eyes seemed to dim then, and I inched forward a little bit more. I froze for a moment in horror, then backed up. Tim mouthed to me, What did he say? And I just shook my head, completely in shock. Danny hadn't conveyed come closer. He had mimed, He's up there. The drifter was unknowingly sitting right above us, waiting, because he knew we had to be somewhere in that yard. There was nothing to do but wait in silence, trying not to scream. I was glad Tim had lost his glasses. I lay there as darkness descended, 
waiting in unwavering terror and trying not to feel the glassy stare of Danny's severed head as it rested in the grass a foot away. Oh my god, that's so scary! <laughs> oh, that's creepy, right guys? Ooh, spooky. So that one was called Come Closer. And that one was originally authored, apparently, uh, by M59Gar. This next one, it has an unknown author, and it's called Wristbands. When you're admitted to a hospital, they place on your wrist a white wristband with your name on it. But there are other different colored wristbands which symbolize other things. The red wristbands are placed on dead people. There was one surgeon who worked on night shift at a school hospital. He had just finished an operation and was on his way down to the basement. He entered the elevator and there was just one other person there. He casually chatted with the woman while the elevator descended. When the elevator door opened, another woman was about to enter when the doctor slammed the closed button and punched the button to the highest floor. Surprised, the woman reprimanded the doctor for being rude and asked why he would not let the other woman in. The doctor said, that was the woman I just operated on. She died while I was doing the operation. Didn't you see the red wristband she was wearing? The woman smiled, raised her arm and said, something like this? Oh snap! Oh, so scary! Ooh, she was dead. That's creepy. Alright, I got one last creepypasta here. This one was written by Eric Lawrence. Oh, these are probably all just names or like like usernames, but I figure I give some credit. So yeah. So this one is called Lakeside. 347 p.m. August 4th, 1973. My name is Kevin Matthews. I am at the Matthews Lakeside Cabin in Black Rock Park, which I received in my dad's will. I'm writing this to document my odd findings of my family's lake house. I've been looking at real estate ads in the paper to get a good idea on how much I can get off this place. I then looked through some old newspapers and read articles about murders and strange unexplainable occurrences at a cabin by Lake Buchanan called Camp Matt. After hearing of this, I had to get answers. 9.14 p.m., August 5, 1973. Today I spoke to someone who witnessed some phenomena, a man named Clausen Andale. Mr. Andale said he was staying at Camp Matt for about three days, and on the third night, he said he saw a man standing under the tall oak out front, staring into the cabin windows. Another odd thing, Clausen said, that the man was wearing the same clothes that he was, that he was imitating him. Another, Ruth Oakley, found her husband Dylan stabbed to death under the tall oak at Camp Matt in 1953. She swore her innocence to the police and that she had nothing to do with his death, but the only prints found on her, the knife were hers, and she claims she only touched the knife after the, pulling it out of her husband. She also told police that she had locked the doors at night, but they were unlocked from the inside in the morning. After hearing about this tall oak out front both times, I realized this was no coincidence. Through more research, I found that Camp Matt was the name of this place up until 1954. Clausen's encounter happened in 1952, Ruth's in 53, I'm staying at a crime scene only three years younger than myself. This changes my whole perspective on things. 9 a.m., August 7th. I saw the man Mr. Andale described through the window, but this time he was dressed just like me. Blue jeans with a hole in the right knee, plaid shirt, and a ripped-up baseball cap. He didn't budge at all. Every hour or so I would wake up just to see him standing there in the exact same spot under the tree. I can't call the police. I can't leave. I fear for my life. August 9th. Time unknown. There was no longer any electricity in the lake house. I tried to leave when it was daylight outside, but when I opened the door, it was night, and the man was still standing there. I think he's holding an axe. August 11th. It's morning again, I think. My watch says 5.15 p.m. 
but that's most likely false. I've been trying to keep track of the date, but this has all been very confusing. I think it's been six days. I've tried over and over to leave during the day when it's safe, but every time I open the door, it's fucking nighttime. My watch says 5.13pm, but it could be 9.35pm or 3.18am or 11.29pm or any other time other than 5.13pm. I've placed myself in this inescapable house and the nearest telephone is 34 miles away in Lano. I'm helpless. Time unknown, date unknown. I can no longer keep track of the date. I looked out the window and saw eight corpses wrapped in sheets hung upside down on the branches of the tree and they were soaked in blood. The man with the axe is still in his spot, waiting for me to step out of here. I've run out of options. I'm going outside. Time unknown, date unknown. I'm outside. I stood in the light of the lamp mounted on the tree. I keep seeing a man inside the house. He keeps staring at me through the windows. He looks exactly like me. I found an axe at the tree's base. The man in the house is an imposter. He will come out of there, and when he does, it'll all be over. Ooh, that was a spooky one, too. These were fun. I don't usually read a lot of creepypastas, but some of them were kind of fun. I usually like them a little shorter, but those were pretty good. I looked through some, I thought those were fun. So I hope you guys liked those. So I'm going to go ahead now and read some of the Tales from the Crypt memories. Now, a few weeks ago, or probably like a month ago, maybe a little longer, I sent out a, a message asking you guys for your Tales from the Crypt memories for this Halloween episode. Unfortunately, I only got two, but that's okay. Maybe you guys just weren't ready. Maybe I jumped the gun a little bit. You know, maybe I'll try again in six months or something and we'll see what happens. But I did get two and I'm very grateful for, the, for those, for those two who sent me their memories. So thank you guys so much. Okay, the first one is from William. William says, I remember watching Tales from the Crypt when it was still on HBO, and I would watch them with my mother, sometimes with my sister as well when she visited. It was a tradition when the series started between me and my mother. She wasn't much for horror movies, but I convinced her to watch them with me. Over time, she enjoyed the series just as much as I did. These days, I have the whole series on DVD and watch them so often because they hold fond memories of watching them with her. That's a great memory. That's awesome. Thank you so much, William, for sending that one in. It's an awesome memory. Uh, this other one I got was from Daniel. Daniel said, Hey Melissa, love the show. When I was a kid, I loved all the horror thriller anthology shows. My best friend and I would tape everything horror and watch it on the weekends. Our favorites were Tales from the Crypt, Night Gallery, and Tales from the Dark Side. As a young teen, I was sure that Morning Mess, Season 3, Episode 10, was a continuation or at least in the same world as Pikmin's model from Night Gallery, Season 2, Episode 11. Thank you. I'll have to check that out. I've just recently started watching uh, Night Gallery a little bit. It's it's all right. There's some up that I've only seen a couple and so far one wasn't really that great for me, but the other, you know, I, I'm interested. I like it. So I'll definitely check it out. And thank you so much, Daniel, for your Tales from the Crypt memory. So yeah, if anyone else has anything else they'd like to send me, email me at goodeveningpod at gmail.com. You can also send me a message on Facebook or on Twitter. Um, my Twitter handle is at Gek Podcast. That's at G-E-K Podcast. If you got a few minutes or even just like 30 seconds, you can go over to Facebook and leave a review. You can also go to iTunes. It really doesn't take that much time. It really helps me out. I enjoy seeing them. You don't even have to write anything. If you just want to put down the stars, that's fine. But I really appreciate it. I enjoy seeing it. And it's just an easy, free way to help out the podcast. So that's basically my Halloween special. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. 
I hope everyone has their candy and their horror movies and bonfires and all kinds of fun things that Halloween bring or whatever you're celebrating in this fall season. I hope it's a great one. So thank you guys so much for listening and happy Halloween.